Heather Thomas. You are a singer, songwriter, uh, overall badass musician, amazing drummer with tons of pocket. Welcome to David's Percussion Discussion. Thank you very much for joining me. Absolutely. You're coming to us all the way from Seattle, right? That's right, yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you calling me up. No, thank you for your time. It's uh, super cool to be able to chat to you. Um, so you grew up in Washington, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been in Seattle? I moved to Seattle in 2012. Okay. And how long have you been a drummer? Because I know drums were your first instrument, mm-hmm. right? So you kind of like straight in, drums, that's what I want to do. Yeah, how I long started have you been in fifth grade band and I've been playing ever since. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I started out on snare drum and then went into marching band and then um, played in, you know, I played in the church, I played in uh, the jazz band and combos and then I and then I went to college and studied percussion performance. How did you get so much kind of experience so quickly? Like what happened at that point in your life that you were doing all of those things around drumming? How did you how did you get that? Um, well, before I was even drumming, I had started tap dancing, which is another very musical, very rhythmic experience. Um, also like has a lot to do with learning, um, sequences of things and doing them in time. I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, the reason that it was so easy for me to pick up swing was because one of my first tap dance songs was swung. And so like we were practicing our moves, a one, a two, a three, a four, a one. And so it wasn't hard for me to to switch over to doing that on the ride cymbal. Um, but yeah, I, I think I always was very, I like to have fun. I'm a very expressive person. And so, um, I was drawn to these more rhythmic, fun things. So from a very young age, I was on stage, I was performing tap dance. Um, and I liked it. It was really fun. And I was really fortunate. I had a lot of encouragement early on. I had a lot of support from my family, from my teachers. People were very encouraging to me. Um, and always tell, you know, told me I was doing great. And, um, so I feel like I, I got a lot of help early on that, that really encouraged me to, to continue. Yeah. So that combination of kind of being, uh, exposed to kind of music and rhythm very early on, obviously makes it a lot easier to pick up a musical instrument later, right? Because there are some people that I know who haven't had a musical background who, when you try to teach them drums, they don't quite get it. And they're like, what is, what is swung? And they don't quite understand mm-hmm. how to play different styles. So you had a head start. Yeah, well, the other thing is my dad's a drummer. And so um, he, he didn't play drums for most of my life early on um, because he, he had like played it back in high school. And then when I was in like third grade, I think, he uh, bought a drum set and started playing drums at the church. And so I would go to rehearsals and just watch. And... Um, I got to, I just got to see him doing it and I thought it was really cool. And so when it was time to play an instrument, he, I didn't really care what I was going to play. I just wanted to play music. I I don't know why. I just was drawn to it. And um, he was like, well, if you want to play the drums, I can help you with that one. I don't really know any other instruments. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And it turns out it is the coolest. And so I was really, really fortunate. People, people who, drummers who have kids and then like encourage their kids to play the drums is such a cool thing. It's such a great thing to give to a young person. I feel like drumming is the coolest thing that ever happened to me. It's that it set off the whole trajectory of my life. And I'm so glad that early on someone said, hey, if you want to do this, I'll help you. 
So you were kind of encouraged by your family yeah. to start drumming. What about your friends at that time? Were they like really musical as well? Were you, were you doing it to form friendships or was it less about the friends and more about kind of just exploring it for yourself? Well, so all of my friends in band were musicians. So I was always in, like I said, I started band in fifth grade. And so I had friends around me who were playing instruments. Like one of my best friends played French horn. Um, and then when I was a teenager, uh, one of my good friends was a guitar player. And he played in like a blues band with his dad. And so when I was 15, we had this band together. We started playing a bunch of blues and like shuffle. And, um, and I still play with him to this day. His name's Jarrett Samples. He's a great artist here in Seattle. Um, he plays with a ton of other great artists here too. Seattle's such a cool scene. There's so many, so many good musicians here. Um, but yeah, so I, that's, I started playing in, and we never, we never played any shows. We just would come up to my living room and practice. And, um, we always joke cause we can never keep a, a bass player around for too long. Um, and I remember I loved playing, I liked playing rock and I liked playing funk. And I, even early on, I was playing like jazz and Latin stuff. Um, and in that band, we were always playing shuffles and I was like, I don't want to play shuffle anymore. Ah, I want to play something else. And he, he would pick another song and I'd be like, that's just a shuffle, but faster. And he was like, I don't know. That was just the kind of music he was listening to. And now I'm so grateful for that because it's such a great tool to have in your tool bag to have a good solid shuffle. And, um, I remember that was one thing my, one of my early drum teachers told me, he's like, Hey, if you want to be a gigging drummer, one thing you cannot afford not to have in your tool bag is you've got to have a good solid shuffle. And I, I listened to him and I'm so glad that I did because all the time in the middle of any type of genre, you might want to go into that type of, of swung backbeat feel. Um, so that was, I was really, it was, it was cool that that was one of my first bands when I was a teenager was really a, like a blues band. Mm-hmm. And did you have formal lessons or obviously yeah. just being a part of the band? Was that your, was that your lesson? No, I, I got drum lessons um, pretty early on. I had a really great drum teacher in Puyallup. I'm from Puyallup, uh, which is about, it's like by Tacoma, maybe like an hour south of Seattle. Um, and so I had this really great drum teacher who showed me a lot of different styles. He taught me how to improvise. He taught me how to read music. And I studied with him for a couple of years. And I, maybe when I was like in seventh grade, and then um, he switched me over to another another teacher who I studied with for all the way through high school, and I loved that drum teacher. I still do, of course. He's he's amazing, and um, and I I learned a lot about like he he played in like kind of funky pocket bands, and so I learned a lot about just like playing grooves and he he had me doing a lot of like solo exercises and fills I was also because I was in school we were doing you know the solo ensemble I was in marching band so I was doing a lot of reading a lot of rudimental playing um I'm you know I'm a lifetime drummer I've been doing this since I was a kid and so you kind of you cover a lot of bases when you just stick with it for that long um but yeah so I was really really fortunate to get good drum lessons from some really really caring teachers and then I went to college and I studied with I studied percussion performance at Central Washington University um and again just excellent excellent training and education from someone who really cared and was a master at their craft so um yeah I'm so fortunate and that's one of the reasons I love to teach and I love to give people lessons or, or give them even just encouragement because I got so much of it when I was learning and I know how much it did for me. I know how much that encouraged me to keep going and to keep practicing and to keep getting better and to not, 
you know, not, not slow down and not, um, not drop out on, on what I wanted to do. And throughout school and university, did you have a vision for what you wanted to achieve with drumming? Or was it just a case of improving, trying different styles, playing in different bands? What did you want to do? I wanted to tour the world and play in on big stages and be on TV and just like write music. I just wanted to be a performer and someone who gets to share music with the world. Um, so yeah, I've always had big dreams. I want to do, there's, there's, there's all kinds of really fun goals I have for myself. You know, as a, as a career musician, I know how, how long you can be in this game and how many different things you can accomplish over the span of a lifetime. And so I'm, I'm consistently looking for, uh, inspiration from myself of what I want to do. Um, but yeah, I want, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be a gigging performing drummer. I wanted to be known for that and, uh, make my money that way. And, um, and also to help other people and to inspire other people to do the same thing. And you have been a gigging drummer for a long time. You've been mm -hmm. on tour, you've been around the world, you've played with various bands. And what's that like? For someone who hasn't done it, how would you describe it? What did you learn from that experience? The lifestyle of being a touring and traveling performing musician is one of the most interesting and fun and exciting and wild times that you can that you can have. I I love what I get to do. I it brings me so much joy in so many different ways. Um and it's cool. So there's there's so many different avenues you can take. You can really kind of imagine what you want to do and and do that for yourself. So like if you want to be a touring musician, there's so many different ways to do that. Um but touring musician is only one facet of a of a huge industry that includes, you know, if what you want to do is write the kind of songs that you're hearing on the radio and, and, and develop those types of beats, that's something that's available to you too. And you, that can be, you can do that and tour, or you can do that and license it or send it off to other people, or you can direct a band, or you can just be the sideman in someone else's band who you really believe in. Um, there's just really no, there's no limit. And, and there's also no predicting what'll happen in your career. You'll just, you'll run into all kinds of different opportunities, many you would never expect. Um, and, and the thing is, you just, you work consistently and you show up consistently and you practice what you need to practice. Um, and, and you just will continue to create whatever it is you're creating. Um, so for me, touring is some of the most fun I ever have. I love going to a new city um, every day, um, or, or going to a new city and spending a week there or going, my last tour that I did was last year. Um, and it was wild. My plan was to spend each month living in a different city. And that's how I was going to tour the U S I was going to go to all these different music cities and just invest in the music scenes, perform as much as possible, do as many collaborations and studio sessions and writing as I could. And I did that up until the pandemic hit and then it slowed me down a little bit and I had to shift my gears from instead of playing as much live music as possible, I had to turn it into a more inward focused, more settled in thing. But I still continued around the country. I moved to a new city every month and um, had a different version of, I got to experience like shelter in place pandemic life in like 10 different cities last year. It, it was really, really interesting. 
Um, but yeah, I love traveling. I can't get enough of it. I, I'm one of those people who like when I'm in the same place for too long, I get, I start to like get all these ideas about, about, uh, where I could go from there. And, um, yeah, so, and that's something you don't have to do it that way either though. Like you can, you can develop something that's very unique to you and you can play it where you live and you can become, the character of of the the cor- your corner of the world, you know, and so and the, and everything in between. Um, there's there's no more interesting life than than uh, pursuing a creative career. It's it's amazing. I totally recommend it. It's very difficult. You have to work hard and you have to commit over and over to what you believe in, and you have to make choices uh, that that may include sacrifices or may include. Um, uncertainty you know of course but but totally worth it absolutely recommend it life's really interesting and cool (laughs) nothing seems to deter you from like pursuing different opportunities right because all of those things that you listed there at the start of that all of those options and potential kind of pitfalls some people would look at that and go, that's really scary. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> I'd rather not do that. I'd rather do something that's a little bit more secure. Yeah. Whereas you look at that and you're like, yeah, like bring it on. Anything could happen. And that like, life is all the better for that. So yeah. is, there any, is there anything that scares you or makes you think twice? Yeah, all kinds of things. Um, I, I try and pay attention to what scares me. And I really try and look at it. And um, I try and be really honest with myself when I'm afraid of something or when I'm scared of something um, because I've learned that I am often able to face my fears and like like overcome whatever obstacle it is that I'm afraid of that's in front of what I want to do. There's a good chance that you're just, you're afraid of something that you're actually bigger than and you're actually maybe have something to learn. Maybe you do need to develop a new skill. Maybe you're afraid to do something because you don't have a skill. Maybe you need to develop that skill. And um, so I really, it's not that I'm not afraid of things. It's that I try to make a practice of facing my fears. Um, and I do it in all kinds of different ways. But but that's like fear to me is a good signal um, that, that shows me that I'm avoiding something or that there's growth. Um, because a lot of times you're afraid of things that aren't actually dangerous. You know, fear is really valuable when you're in danger. Fear, fear is the, the tool that gets you up out of the dangerous situation. But if you're not actually in a dangerous situation and you're thinking like you're afraid of something, is it even a real thing that you're afraid of? It's, it's a possibility of a thing. And sometimes you can realize that it's a possibility of a thing. And then you can go, okay, well, how can I protect myself from that? And then you don't have to worry about it. Like if you're afraid... uh if you're afraid that you're going to run out of money, you can like, but then, then what you need to do is look at your money situation and start working at it and make it so that that's not something that you're afraid of. Um, and there's, you know, there's so many different ways that that can come up and different people have different obstacles and it's not easy and it's not like, oh, you just, but it, but what I'm saying is if, if it's something you're afraid of, it's worth the work of going through, going through the thing that you're afraid of onto the other side of, of what it is you want. Mm -hmm. because you're a very you've talked before about intentionality and doing things very intentionally and you've also talked about how you you journal 
right? Yeah. So you've used journaling. Yeah. Is that something that's a daily practice? And is that something that you use to like reflect on very frequently? Or is it a kind of a weekly or a monthly thing? How does that manifest itself? I keep my journal on me all the time. And I don't have a routine of writing in it at the same time every day. Um, and I don't write in it every single day. But I, it's, it's usually where I go to when I'm feeling an intense emotion or if I'm feeling um, upset about something or if I'm feeling confused and I need to write it out um, or if I'm just having a lot of ideas and I don't know what to do, I'm getting overwhelmed, um, I will try and write it down. I'll try and talk myself through. And a lot of times it's cool because what's what all is on your mind is in the way of something else. And sometimes you can start to grab a thought up here and it'll just drop you down into whatever's at the bottom of it. So you can be like, if I'm, I'm, I'm nervous because I have too many things to do tomorrow and I'm afraid I'm going to be late. And then you drop into, why am I afraid that I'm going to be late? What do I think is going to happen if I'm late? Can I, can I let people know? Can I reschedule it? Like, maybe I don't even need to worry about this thing. Maybe I'm stressing about something that's a result of a pattern. Maybe I have a habit of doing things so that I show up late. Um, and where does that come from? And is there a belief that's holding that in place that doesn't need to serve me anymore? Or, or do I look at like, how do I actually, uh, enjoy that? How do I like, I like, maybe I like the feeling of running late and maybe that's hard to admit because people tell you it's wrong. Right. Um, but if you can be honest about it, then, then you don't have to be so, you know, held back by it, you know, you can, and then in the future, if you're learning from your, your, um, processes, You'll be able to see those kinds of things. You'll be like, oh, I'm doing that thing where I'm trying to stress myself out because I want the excuse of being too busy to be why I'm, I'm upset. But really, I'm just upset about something else, you know, and just like, I don't know, it's a learning process. You get to know yourself pretty well if you're paying attention. And I think journaling is helpful because you go through so many different phases in your life. Like no matter who you are, you're not the same person from, you know, like, who you are as a child is a different person in the world than who you are now. It's the same storyline. You're learning the same lessons. You might have the same memory, but like you can learn things from that person because that person is in a different place. Um, and so I, yeah, I think journaling is really valuable. You can see how you've grown and changed. You can see if you're not changing, if you're still dealing with the same things, it can just make that apparent. Um, yeah, I think it's a really valuable tool. I don't, I don't do it like, strictly but I I do it a lot it's important to me and when I started doing it I really started writing better music I that's when I started writing I really started writing songs after that and that has been such such a wonderful thing to do for myself just to to have that outlet and to be able to share it with other people I was going to say, did you see your songwriting that you developed you could because you developed that quite recently didn't you right yeah I know, it feels like I, I started it kind of late, but at this point I've really been doing it for a while. And was that as a direct result of journaling and having all these internal thoughts that you wanted to express outwardly? It was a combination of things, but one of the main influencers was that I was in a house with a bunch of other musicians, and a couple of them were really brilliant songwriters. And we would always just sit around the room and sing each other's songs. And we would sing in harmony and we would play guitars and hand drums and percussion or actual drums. Um, and it was so special. And I loved the feeling I got from listening to someone else 
be honest with their emotions and singing along with them. And I wanted that feeling. I wanted to give the feeling I was getting to other people. And I, I felt like, wow, I, I have a lot to say. I have a lot to learn. And um, I want to be able to share that with people. So I, yeah, so the way that I did it, because because as a musician, like I know how long it takes to learn how to do something and how much work it takes. And um, I so sometimes if I'm learning something new, I'll try and be as direct as possible and go like, OK, what do I need to do to, to build these skills? So what I did is I took a songwriting class online from Berkeley and it was like a free it was a free class. But I, it was like a, maybe a couple months long. And by the end of it. I had all these songwriting tools and I hadn't really effectively finished writing a song yet, but I kept trying and I kept going into that space. And then eventually I started writing lyrics and they started to be really melodic. And I, they had all these, these underlying, like I was aware of some, like I didn't make some of the early mistakes you make as a songwriter because my training involved how to avoid cliches, how to effectively develop a metaphor, how to use rhyme scheme to, to, in, to build motion into your lyrics um, and then like a whole exercise on types of rhymes and ways to combine things and rhyme schemes and um, and so it was cool because I had all that technical uh, information and practice and then I just had the things I was feeling to to use to to like generate those songs so that I feel like my, my the first songs I wrote I still am really proud of I feel like they were beautiful songs and um, and part of it was because I, I took songwriting lessons and I at the same time, I also started taking voice lessons because as soon as you start listening to yourself sing, you start recording yourself, you go, oh, I'm not a good singer. I shouldn't do this. That's a normal response. It's normal the first time to be like, I'm not a good singer. I'm bad at this. Everyone tells me my voice isn't good. And that's like that's a normal place to start. Until you understand how, you know, your breath control and like how to tune tune your voice like it is a muscle. It's a physical muscle. You, if you haven't developed the skill to sing in tune, that's normal, you know, and I think a lot of people don't sing because they aren't good singers. And I'm like, it just takes practice, though. You might not have a great voice now, but if you can speak, there's a way to train your voice to to do that musically. Um, and what you have to say is important. It's not necessarily important that you are the most beautiful singer in the world. If your goal is to be the most beautiful singer in the world, start practicing, um, and love yourself through that because it's going to be a hard thing to achieve. But in the meantime, if you just want to sing songs and feel good about it, you can practice that. You can learn it. It's absolutely worth it to take voice lessons because you can fall in love with your voice. You can fall in love with the songs you sing with other people and the things that you have to offer. And, you know, really, your voice is is one of the most in tune things you have to communicate, you know. And so it's it's worth developing. I, I really advocate for learning how to sing, even if you don't intend to be the world's greatest singer. Mm -hmm. It's exactly the same with drumming as well, though, right? Because when you first sit down at a drum kit, you don't automatically have the independence and the skill to play whatever you want to play. Mm -hmm. You have to work at it. And again, recording yourself on the drums, I've found, has been really useful in listening back and going, did that sound how I thought it sounded? Right. Ah, no, it actually didn't sound any good at all. I need to work on that, you know? Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah, and I can tell you that I, I go through that all the time too, where you'll be thinking you're, you're sounding pretty good on something and you listen back and you're like, oh, that actually wasn't very good. 
time to get back to work. And it's easy when that happens to make value judgments on your own, like, abilities. And you go, wow, I'm no good. I suck at this. And it's like, well, you need to work on this. Maybe you're not that good at it right now. But at the same, like, I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, I was trying to play along to this drum track and the drummer was like just on it and I couldn't keep up and this and that. And I was like, you realize you're, you're comparing their first, your first draft to them having played that song for 10 years, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at a drummer yeah. who's been practicing in that band. Maybe this is their first record. Maybe it's their fourth, but either way, you're comparing your first take to their final take. And that's not fair because that's not the same amount of work. If you haven't done that much work, you have no reason to look at yourself like, oh, I should be better. Like, well, should you or do you just have more work to do? Maybe you're exactly as good as the amount of work you've put in. And maybe you're better than you think. Maybe you're not as good as you think. It almost doesn't matter. You just got to keep working on what you can see needs the work. Mm Mm-hmm. What you're saying is you have to understand and give yourself uh, permission to fail and to to know that it's a process. Yeah. So you have to be kind to yourself. I've struggled with it, and I still do, and I'm sure everybody does, in wanting to be as good as the people that you listen to who have been practicing like all their life and playing all their life. Mm-hmm. I've picked up drums relatively late in life and I want to be Gavin Harrison. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to be Gavin Harrison. <laughs> it's going to take me, you know, another 20 years to get anywhere close to being Gavin Harrison. And I don't know if I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, I need to come to, I need to get to peace with that. But it's, it's forgiving yourself and understand, understanding that it's a long process mm-hmm. and it's okay to be on that journey, Right. Yeah. The other thing is you got to be honest with yourself about what you want because you got to know, am I willing to do the work to get what I want? Because you can look at Gavin Harrison and go, the distance between where I'm at and where that is, is 20 years maybe. But is it 20 years of what I'm doing now? Or am I going to have to change my lifestyle if I want to be that good? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the, think about the drummers you're comparing yourself to. He, I don't know what his practice routine is like, but it's probably pretty good, you know? And so it's a matter of if you want to build towards that, you got to be honest with yourself. If I want to be as good as, as Steve Smith playing on all those Indian rhythms over these drum solos, you're going to have to put in a lot of time on that. And it, not just like, not just like a years of time, but like daily, you're going to be doing that for hours. And so that's absolutely doable. And anyone, anyone has the ability, if, if they choose to direct their energy that way, you absolutely can, can play just as well as the best drummer that you see. If you're willing, if you're willing to dedicate to it and to not stop short of it and to not move away from your issues when instead you need to work through them and you actually need to keep practicing. Um, but that's what it takes. And if that's not what you want, like that is absolutely fine. If you want, be honest with what you want. Do I want to be a Gavin Harris drummer? Do I want to play in my friend's band at the bar down the street and have a really good time and get free food afterwards? Like if that's what you want, dedicate that same amount of time to just doing that. Um, 
but yeah, whatever you whatever you strive for is possible. You just have to be really honest with yourself. Like, is is what I'm doing right now going to result in that? Because it's not about maybe later, maybe someday I'll practice enough to be that good. It's like, well, if it's not today, then go ahead and put that thought out of your mind. You know, pick it up another day when you are willing to do the work. But otherwise, but just put it down. You know, mm-hmm. think about what, what it is today that you're willing to dedicate your life to um, and do that today. If it changes tomorrow, go ahead and follow that. Um, but a lot of us are stuck up in the cloud of like wanting to be something that we're not, but also like not being honest about what work it would take to get there and whether or not we're about to be doing that today. Are we doing that right now? Because that's what it is. Your life is happening right now. It's not like someday I'll change and become a drummer who practices for three hours a day. It's like, well, if that if you want to become that, maybe start today. You don't have to start with three hours a day, but if that's your goal, start today with 20 minutes and do it every day and then move it up to 30 and then sometimes go to two hours and then like, you know, start building towards it. You you can have the, the lifestyle that you want. Um, I think you just have to really build towards it. Oh, my light just went out. So what are you working on at the moment? How much time do you spend behind your drum kit on a daily or a weekly basis? And what is it that is driving you to get to the next kind of point in your career? So for me, what I'm working on right now is I have been developing a bunch of songs over the course of last year and even even before then. Um, I have a lot of songs that I'm aiming to record and to release been trying to put together an album for a while now it's during COVID it's been really difficult to make all that come together um but I'm still that's what I've been working on is I have a a collection of songs and so in my practice time often what I'm doing is like I have the the next song I'm trying to record I've been practicing that um and the way that I will practice is I go for it, it, depend, it depends on what point I am in the process, but a lot of times what I'll do is I'll record myself playing the, so- the song just straight through a bunch of times in a row, and I'll listen back and I'll be like, what are the problem areas? What are the places where I'm most likely to lose the groove or miss a fill or even like miss a rim shot or something? And um, then what I'll do is I'll focus on those areas that need the most work and I'll, I'll just hang out there and I'll play around with them and I'll try and expand them. I, I practice really slowly a lot. I practice like making sure that what I'm doing is smooth and relaxed and I'll, I'll do the same thing for like a long time to really like work the, mo- the motions through my body. Because if it's something that I messed up on in real time, it's worth slowing it down and, and like, you know, figuring out what those motions are and really um, becoming comfortable with them. And then from there... Uh, I really, I'll take those very small portions of things, you know, like you take the most difficult piece of the most difficult piece and that's what you kind of move around with. That's what you turn into. That's how I treat chops. Chops to me are like small pieces of things and it's maybe like the most difficult part of a, of a riff you're playing. Well, you'll learn your inside and out all over the kit um, and you, you develop. And again, doing it slow, doing it very smooth before you really open it up and do it fast. Um, because then you have time to just explore a bunch of different possibilities you maybe wouldn't consider. You can explore even like further subdivisions within that. And you also want to take, you know, if it's a, let's say it's a 16th note groove and you're most likely to be playing it in 16th, you also want to be able to start on different parts of the beat or start on, um, you know, in, in a different subdivision, like maybe play it in triplets or, um, 
you know, just just working on the stuff that is most likely to trip me up within my own material right now because what I'm focusing on is my own songs. Um, really just just trying to get deeper and deeper into the pocket and it just um, working out. And it's and it's cool because that way of doing it makes it becomes really improvisational. Um, you know, when you're working something out like that, you're just you're moving an idea around. Um, and then that has an opportunity to come out as a fill sometime later or as an accent. Um, but yeah, just there's really no limit to how deep you can go into any any topic, any subject, any genre. But that's that's what guides my practice is that I'm, I'm trying to fine tune these things and get even better. I'm trying to have more dexterity around the kit. I'm trying to develop and, and move through issues that come up in my playing um, when I'm, you know, just having a good time. Mm-hmm. And when you say that you spend a long time developing those chops and exploring those like small segments, mm-hmm. you really do mean that you spend a long time, right? Because some people watching this would think, oh yeah, I'll spend 10 minutes trying to work something out, you know? Or I'll spend maybe a couple of hours trying to get a groove right, mm-hmm. but you would do something for weeks and months rather than right. hours and days, right? Yeah, I mean, so... What you practice, again, has a lot to do with with what you're working on at any time. But, like, yeah, so for me, coming in with this one song, I've been practicing this song for months. And I'm still... Because the song is going to be with me for the rest of my life, is the thing. This is a song that I'll keep singing. This is a drum part that I'll keep developing on. You know, that's another thing, is, like, we haven't been playing live shows. I I normally would be playing these songs night after night in different cities and developing them with the band. Um, right now I'm working more kind of like studio laying things down mode, which requires kind of a different level of focus and um, precision as well. Um, but yeah, I, I really try, I try to come back to the same types of things. Um, you, like the great drummers that you listen to, they are returning to the basics. Like you ask a really brilliant drummer what they're doing, what they're practicing right now, you might get an answer like triplets. You know, like maybe that's what they practiced today was just any, just you know. And of course, there's layers and layers of things under that 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 they're also that they already have as knowledge, and so maybe they're just focusing on this within a within a very advanced context, but. I, I practice my double stroke roll. I practice my singles. I practice moving them around. I practice, um, you know, th- things that you take for granted that you already know. You can. There's still more in there for you. You're gonna keep playing these drum beats the rest of your life. You'll never get tired of that beat you love playing if you continue to expand it. Um, so yeah, I just whatever is the focus of the time. I really try and and get into the 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 thing that's most likely to to need work and and then you can apply that in other places too you can go where else do I see this maybe let's say if I'm working at a chop in my song maybe I'll take that chop and I'll play it in other contexts I'll play it in other songs I'll play it um you know I'll orchestrate it differently um depending mm-hmm. on you know maybe maybe I'll take that chop and I'll see like what does that sound like on a guitar you know like you okay. these kind yeah. of things can totally totally go through your whole musical life. And then, you know, the other thing is I'm, I'm also practicing singing. Um, I'm practicing songwriting. I'm practicing my guitar playing, my keyboard playing. Like I have a lot of things to practice. So for me, 
I, I'm continually developing whatever instrument I'm on, whatever I'm practicing. A lot of the concepts I'm practicing in my life apply to everything I do. So it, to me, it's not a distraction to go from guitar to piano because I'm reinforcing similar music theory concepts. It's not, it's not, you know, for, for me to go from piano to singing and drumming, it's still all related. I'm, I'm playing, what, what I'm practicing on piano right now is the chords to that song that I'm singing and playing. Um, and that, because that's just what my focus is at the moment. That's the next, um, piece of music that I'm hoping to share with people. Um, and the longer you do it, the deeper you go, the, the better you get at it, the more comfortable you are with your own songs or with whatever songs you need to learn. Um, you really could be practicing just more and it's great to do it with things that are actually music, things that are actually interesting to you. It's easy to get caught up in doing routines and specific exercises. Um, but I try as often as possible to do those things in a musical context. So if I'm working on a, on, let's say I'm working on new breed and I'm trying different reading combinations with this system, maybe I'll do that across a couple different songs. Maybe I'll take that and maybe play it along with a good drum loop so that there's also other, other rhythm going on with me. Um, and when I'm counting a lot of times, uh, like when, when you're really working on something that's complicated, it is great to remember to keep counting through it. Um, like, like, you know, I think we, we think that we move past counting, but the more you can do it, the more intricate things you could do. I was trying to figure out a song the other day where it turned out to that the rhythm I was singing, I think it was 13 beats. And I, I like, it took me a second to figure out what it was because the way it was lined up had me going like, wait, what is that? But I, you get through it and then you go, yeah, I'm going to keep doing that as I practice. I'm going to, even if you're not counting the numbers, maybe you're counting using different syllables or different sounds, um, just keeping, keeping time in there, keeping it vocal, um, and being connected to it you know, because my end goal is to be able to, to drum and say whatever I want and sing and, um, you know, do anything. So, and again, all these skills that you're practicing, they add together. Nothing takes away from anything. You're always just expanding your skills into other things, which is why, again, it's still important to continue to go back to the fundamentals because as you're expanding and going and you're moving from one thing to another, there's always just like check in with your, your hand technique, check in with your wrists, check in with your breath, check in with single stroke rolls. You know, how are you doing today? Today's a different day than yesterday. You know what I mean? With all of this stuff going on, mm -hmm. all of these different instruments and all of these different things to practice, mm -hmm. do you take a very structured approach or are you quite free-form in how you feel and what that leads you to practice a certain thing that day? Or mm -hmm. do you, you must keep track of everything, right? Because otherwise it would be overwhelming, wouldn't it? It does get overwhelming. I'm not very good at like organizing things and, and doing them in a specific order. My life has always lacked um, any sort of regular routine. And so it, it is, it's difficult for me to be very regimented in my practice, but I, I trust myself a lot to just um, to go f to, to do what I know I need to do in whatever moment I'm in. And also I really follow my passion when I'm when I'm practicing or something, I, I'll go for what I what I am going to get joy out of. Like you, you still have to buckle in and do the hard stuff, um, but like you also there's always something that you want to be doing. If you really sit back and like, if you're sitting around and you're like, I don't, I'm bored or I don't really want to be doing this. Like, take a second, 
and like, what do I want to do? We, we spend a lot of time being like, I don't want to be doing this or I wish I wasn't here or whatever. What do you want to do? And sometimes it's like, I want to go on a walk. And that's exactly what I do at that moment. I just trust myself to go do it. When I'm done with the walk, I ask myself again, what do you want to do? And you know, like now I, I do feel like practicing guitar scales and I'll sit out on the front porch and I'll practice guitar scales. And that the way that I practice is very musical. So I just get joy out of playing scales or, you know, taking a chop on the guitar and moving it around. Uh, maybe I'll find a song in there. Maybe by the end of a couple hours, I've got a whole new way of playing that I just unlocked because I I felt like doing that and then I stuck with it. I stuck through all those, you know, you get to the moments where you're like, ooh, this, this is frustrating, this isn't working. For me, that's sometimes a, a key to just, that means there's something on the other side of it, keep going. Um, and those are, those are things like the more you practice, the more you start to learn, like to go into those things and to find the joy in a, in a thing that's really difficult at first. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not too structured about it. I don't keep a log or anything. Um, I, I'll, I'll journal if there's something I need to write down, if there's something I'm feeling, if I am working towards a specific deadline on something, I might take it and split it up into like, you know, maybe you know, if I, if I find myself being particularly busy and I'm like, oh, I haven't had that much time to practice lately, I'll go into my calendar and I'll look ahead at the next week and I'll reserve time to practice. I'll just write drums in my calendar um, for like maybe a two or three hour block. Um, and then that's, so that's what I'll do if, if I feel like I'm not getting enough of something. But generally, I kind of trust myself to balance out what I need by just paying attention to what what feels like it needs my attention. And when you talk about kind of working through some stuff and taking time to practice those chops, that's something you did with your course at Drumeo. You talked about learning to play pocket and you play a groove, a really simple groove for like 30 minutes. And you're sitting there, you're playing this groove, which is super basic, but you're playing it absolutely amazingly. And you're talking at the same time. It's quite a meditative kind of thing isn't it it's yes. when you get into playing that simple groove over and over again yeah do you treat that as a meditation because you talked about when you find your mind drifting you kind of bring yourself back to what you're doing yeah is that your form of meditation that was one thing I felt like I was getting out of stick control when I was when I was doing it by myself and just it was me and a metronome and I had committed myself to doing it the way that it was that they asked me to do it because I was like I know I know there's a reason they wrote it that way so I better at least because you can spend a lot of time just like getting halfway through and then getting tired and stopping or just practicing the ones that you feel like or or whatever it takes a while to do it so it's easy to not make your way through it the whole time um but what I realized when I committed to doing that and I just started doing it what I what I noticed was all of the thoughts that would normally be occurring to me would occur to me, but I had to let them go because I needed to remember what number I was on. And I had gotten into this practice of breathing in for two measures and out for two measures because it was just easier to keep track of things that way. And so what I ended up doing was this really steady breathing exercise that also kept me checking in with my, you know, when you're playing for half an hour, you'll feel if there's any pain or tension coming up, you have to relax it. You have to stay balanced or, or it'll start to hurt. And, and it's not to say that, that that's like a bad thing. That's like a definite advantage to it is that you learn the places, 
where you're maybe off balance or you've maybe been holding muscles where you didn't need to be holding muscles. Um, but yeah, I, I found it to be very meditative. I found it to be a place where I was able to kind of let go of a lot of the things that were bombarding me with my day or with my goals of my career or whatever, um, or all the pressures we put on ourselves to be a certain way and just to, to focus and, and just do something repetitive like that. Um, so that was that was something I was I was grateful to help give to other people because I know that that drumio play along unlocked for a lot of people the ability to do a thing that on your own is maybe too hard to, you know it's I I was fortunate that I got a lot of good instruction early on I had people who would sit with me and play I was in a, in a band with other drummers where we would play rudiments together in the back not everyone has that and so I was like, I want to be someone who can help other people do this thing because I know how, how much it helped me. Um, the, um, the amount of like, it just does make a difference. When you, when you focus on your technique like that regularly, um, you, not only are you working out the things in your technique that need work, but you're also working out, you know, like other things that are going on in your life. It's all related. A practice is involved in in everything about your life like the way that you practice drums is very likely the way that you practice your other things in your life you know maybe the dishes or the laundry or your work or your communication skills or your relationships or whatever else you're doing there's a good chance that the things that you need to work on in one area carry over into the other areas like for instance if if what you're learning from stick control is that wow I really need to relax my shoulders there's a chance you probably need to relax your shoulders at the computer too. You probably need to relax your shoulders when you're driving. You know, you probably need to relax your shoulders when you're in an argument, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's, um, it's, I think it's practice is such a valuable tool, regardless of what it is you spend your time doing, just committing to, to working on it, to getting in, involved in your own development is, is so valuable. And it can be really fun and rewarding at the same time. And it can also be very musical as you're practicing too. It doesn't have to be, you know, right, right, left, left, right, right, left, left, right. You know, like that's, that might be a little boring. That's where you start maybe. By the end of it, you're playing doubles around the kit and you feel like a butterfly floating off into space because that's how it feels today. You know, like who knows? Is there any more of that to come from you? Like, are you planning on going back to Drumio and doing more of that type of stuff? Are you going to release more of that stuff on your own web on your own website? What are you What are you planning to do in the next couple of years? I would love to do more work with Drumio. I hopefully, as travel becomes more possible in the upcoming year, that that becomes more available. Um, but I would love to do more work with Drumio. I I would like to do some of those on my own as well. I've been going back and forth on how to accomplish that because to really to really do a, a video series requires some a lot of time and production and you know maybe a small team of people I guess you can you can really do it all on your own um, but it's you know you got to be editing or sending off to an edit editor or um, yeah it's it's a lot of work to think about doing it regularly um, but that is something I want to do I just haven't done it yet and so I feel hesitant to be like yeah I'm gonna do that because I just haven't done it yet um I would love to though I would I think it's such a valuable tool I've actually you know what I am gonna do what I have been talking about doing is I've been partnering up with Steve Smith over at the Seattle Drum School not Steve Smith the other drummer you're thinking of but Steve Smith at the Seattle Drum School 
um, him and I were talking about doing a play along series to his method of uh, he's got a whole he's got a whole method for for working through all kinds of different um, applications of of permutations and motions and things like that and it's really very good it's very thorough and um, but it's also very difficult to stick with for it's a lot it's like a, a practice so what I was thinking we could do was make a, a series of play along videos to that stuff that would not only help all the teachers because you're giving them the thing that you're already asking them to practice um, they can now practice it and play along um, but also it'd be good to, you know, to be able as a, the Seattle drum school to put out content on the internet and just to share with the community and with the, the global community of drummers. Um, so that is something that I'm hoping to do. I would love to do more of these things. I think it would be fun to do more collaborations like that. Like I can do a lot of stuff on my own, but to, to keep up on things is like, there's, there's so many different projects that require your attention that it's, it's hard to like add a whole a whole new thing to it but but I like doing collaborations um so so maybe that's something I'll try and do is is find other drummers who are doing this kind of thing and like do more lessons like the the drumio thing because mm -hmm. you've got a ton of footage from the last year right right that, so I took it around the country with me and I have a lot of footage I like I lost a couple months in there because I I forgot to back up a hard drive and then it crashed um but I do have a lot of footage from from last year's travel and what are you going to do with that? What, what I want to do is, is cut it up and tell the story of all, all the stuff I did last year and also include it in that with the production of this next album so that I can right. maybe release a, a video with the album that explains kind of how it came to be. Um, cool. That's what I would like to do. That's a huge project that I'm trying to figure out what how to do it. <laughs> and when are you hoping kind of tentatively to release your album. Are you looking at later on this year or are you looking at I'm looking next at next year? year. I think I would love to release music before the end of this year. I would love to release a single or two. And that's that's what I've been working towards um, currently is um, like to get at least a couple songs out before the end of the year. Um, and then to release a full album next year, hopefully. And is there anyone that you want to work with for that album that you haven't connected with yet? So I was making a list in my head of people I would love to produce my album, uh, and I figured why not just aim high. So the first one on my list was Anderson Pack, and then I was thinking St. Vincent or Esperanza Spalding or Lady Gaga, maybe. I would let her produce my album. Maybe Justin Timberlake. Um, <laughs> so if any of them see this and you're like, I want to work with her. She seems cool. I bet her songs are beautiful, and she's a great drummer. Go ahead and call me because I'm super into that. I wanted to know what your thoughts were on developing belief in yourself. Mm. Because I know that's the thing a lot of people struggle with, mm -hmm. and I'm asking for a friend. Mm -hmm. So what would you advise people do to develop a belief in themselves? Because it seems like it's something that's come very naturally to you. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I was really fortunate that early on people believed in me, or at least told me that I could do what I wanted to do. Um, so I guess, I guess my encouragement would be to really think about what you want to see in, happen in your lifetime okay. and whether you believe you can do it or not, work towards it.
it does it almost doesn't matter if you believe you do or not um your actions make a difference in the world and they build the world around you and so i would say whether or not you believe you're going to accomplish all your wildest dreams i would say work towards them i would say work towards whatever it is you want to see and don't, and don't give up on on the things that you want and being happy i think that that's that's something that you deserve and that you can work towards are there any musicians or drummers that you look up to and you want to learn more from yourself who do you take inspiration from musically mhm um you know someone i really like is eric moore i like the way he plays but also his attitude around playing and like his encouragement and i i really love bernard purdy i look up to not only his style of playing but again he's someone who you just feel the joy of music coming out of him and the just the way he sings and like the experiences that joy that that to me is really inspiring oh i really love sarah thar i think that the way she plays and the and the things that she's doing is is really inspiring um i also really look up to madam gandhi she's a drummer and a and a producer and singer um and i i love like her message and her music and her her personification of of what she believes in um you know you'll be watching videos and there's always like thomas lang will pop up and you're like yes awesome <laughs> that's inspiring <laughs> i got to keep practicing um or like i took a drum lesson with ari honig when i was in new york last year and he's incredibly inspiring i love he plays so melodically so musically um and just so thoroughly understands different polyrhythms and groupings so that like the his way of playing is just very it's very playful and fun but also like very out but while staying super consistent um yeah i mean that that's a good list there's some good drummers in there that's that's a really good list there's some really good names there and i know it's really cool to hear that you're inspired by so many different drummers and musicians mm-hmm. and i know that a lot of people watching this are obviously inspired by you so thank you for putting out what you put out into the world and for sharing all that stuff with with us and i hope you do a lot more of it yeah and in the meantime if people want to find out more about all the stuff that you're doing where do they go Oh yeah, so if you want to hear about all my stuff, um heatherthomasmusic.com. That's my website. Uh if you're on Instagram or TikTok, I'm Heather on Drums. That's really it. Oh, you can go to my Bandcamp, just look up Heather Thomas on Bandcamp or Spotify. My music's all up there. Cool. Heather Thomas, thank you very much for your time. I super appreciate it. Absolutely. And obviously, everyone can go to heatherthomasmusic.com to find out a lot more about you. Right on. Thank you, Heather. Absolutely. Thank you.